0: Welcome, everybody, to the Hardcore Mortgage Show podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding. We are powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 2289. Entire panel, which I didn't know, is on joining us. The brains of the operation. We've got Lisa Lawson. Good morning, Lisa. Morning, everybody. All right. We're doing this great Zoomcast podcast here. And we've got Becky Alley.
1: Hey, we got the band back together.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. Back together. I know I was trying to do a solo act and they cut me off. And John Cole, another top 1% of all uh, loan originators in the United States. Good morning, John. Good morning, everyone. Glad to be uh, here. That's our, that's our cast of characters. Ed, uh, Brittany Tam and uh, Patricia Yurve joins us from Remax Eclipse, which you guys have a few offices. I know you guys are out on the east side. But I spoke with you last night and I knew Ryan and a couple of the different guys and um, th- who else is the o- the owners out there? I know you guys have been expanding your offices.
2: Eleven, Levin Wood. Yep. Of course, Nick Munozzi, Ryan Kelly. There's six offices between Oakland County and Macomb County.
3: Yeah, I think we're the only one in Macomb County right now.
2: Yep. The That's great. That's where we're
0: at. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. great reputation. I know all the guys were in the military. I know Ed, you served in the military also. And I knew Ryan was also um, a couple of guys in the Navy and a couple of guys, uh, you know, some serious active duty. So we appreciate you serving us and uh, serving the country.
2: Well, it's an honor to serve people like yourself and everyone else.
0: Lisa, dive right in here. I, I said experience and they're traditional real estate agents. I don't want to call anyone uh, the wrong thing here, but there's something about experiencing communication in today's marketplace that can really help p- families buy homes and sell them.
4: Absolutely. So I've been working with Pat, I think since 2007 was our first deal. So, I mean, just do the math. We, we are people who, we do this for a living full-time. We're not part-time loan officers we're not part-time agents. And that makes a world of difference in this very competitive marketplace You need to have people who are working with you and for you that understand the market, that are up to date on all the information and all the tricks and tips. So you can make sure you get these offers accepted to the best of your ability. And, and the team over there at Remax Eclipse, which I almost just said suburban, sorry about that. I'm so used to that (laughs) Um, because they just had a name change not that long ago, but
0: um, they're definitely
4: experienced and they know what they're doing. And that's, that's a huge factor when you're trying to get these offers accepted right now. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you got to deal with experienced people that know what they're doing. And experience doesn't come with years. Experience comes with uh, the the in and outs that you go through uh, on a transaction daily. You know, I had a conversation with a, an agent uh, the other day on a listing telling me he was trying to tell me what, you know, what and where and everything. And he said he's only been in the business for four years, although he spouts a good game he didn't really know what he was talking about and we politely just corrected him and told him what we needed to do to make things work the right way and how to put up an addendum together so that you don't have to call out repairs and where money should be allocated if you want to save the client the most amount of money. So as we always talk about working with your team is the most important thing. Um, You know, whether your team is a pair of realtors, Uh, a mortgage person and an accountant, or you bring in an attorney, just people that you trust that are going to work together and for the common goal of making sure
0: that you're taken care of. And that's the most important thing is making sure people are taken care of. Patricia, you're going to jump in with something. I know you guys have a strong team and you have your inspectors and um, all the different uh, things that could come up. You got to have a Mason guy uh, out there to fix some concrete, just all the years of that you've been in the business, gathering that strong team. I'm sure you have.
3: Um, Yes, we have a lot of business partners that we work with so that we um, can assure our um, buyers and sellers that we have the best people behind us, taking care of them well after the sale. My tagline is for everything that moves you, and that includes everything that moves you Um, from, you know, getting the basement, you know, dried up to the roof repairs, you name it, you know, we've got the contractors that we trust. And you know we'll we'll do the best job for you,
0: Becky. There's no doubt she put she said a couple of those players and things happen in real estate. You know if you've been around long enough and you're selling a lot of real estate, things happen in transactions, including things that could come up on a house. Boy, you better have a wet dry vac laying around, Becky. Anything can happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I actually just had a conversation with a. An agent yesterday, she's a little bit newer. Uh, They had an FHA offer uh, with concessions. I feel like the market's changing where you are seeing a little bit more of concessions being accepted, so we can get into that. But part of our conversation was she was reaching out to me to uh, figure out how she should word an addendum because there's going to be some FHA repairs. Um, and the seller are willing to cover those within the concession. So, you know, that's where we're talking about with that team in place, because she immediately reached out to me to make sure that the wording of these addendums, were going to meet the requirements of, you know, the lending aspect, because sometimes things can get worded and it creates an issue later on, or it might create an issue with the um, appraiser and things like that. So she just said, Hey, you know, if the seller's willing to cover these repairs, And they're going to give them concessions on top of that. Is that conflicting with the 6% and, you know, and all that. And we had that, that conversation and she said, wow, thank you. No one has ever really explained it to me like that. And, you know, the conversation we had and, and it is experience. I mean, you can get, you can talk to a million people that are going to tell you what they, what you want to hear. Right. But at the end of the day, you need to surround yourself with what you need to hear, not what you want to hear because like John said, we are all moving in the same direction to close the transaction and sometimes um i mean i'm sure we can all attest to this that sometimes we'll we'll butt heads right you'll have one side that's like you know it's like it make you feel like it's us versus them and it really doesn't need to be like that you know we are here to bring both sides, the buyer and the seller together to make sure that we we're all crossing the finish line in a timely manner. And um, I do want to talk about though, uh, with Ed and Patricia, you know, are you seeing, you know, as much as we are seeing where FHA and concessions are starting to get a little bit more accepted versus how they were before?
3: I'll let you start it.
1: Like, are you seeing FHA <laughs> offers being accepted or are you guys still kind of seeing people turn a blind eye to that? And they want conventional
2: FHA, FHA offers are being accepted, but they are not as prevalent as they were. Now they're coming back because most of the, the during the the summer and the spring, people were basically looking for conventional right. cash offers because they wanted the quick sale. Right. So they didn't want a burden as a seller, they didn't want to have that burden per se of accepting or offering FHA or even VA as a term of financing. So unfortunate it was unfortunate for those people that were in that pool looking for those type of properties when they weren't all encompassing all the properties now it's starting to come back a little bit and that's a good thing for everybody it gives everyone an opportunity to participate in the process
3: yeah
0: Yeah. getting those tougher homes sold um is what we might see inventory wise there are a few uh those homes that have been left over over the summer and we'll consider those uh hot inventory uh, homes that could be sold this year, this fall, uh, using FHA terms. And again, we're closing FHA and VA mortgages in less than 30 days. To us, it's the same, even sometimes easier to close an FHA than a conventional loan. It just could be uh, allowable credit scores are flexible, where the money's coming from. So, and higher debt to income ratios that allow a lot of families even buy the house FHA and close, even though they haven't sold their existing house. So there's a lot of families that are trying to transition. We see quite a bit of that. Uh, Lisa, I'll go back out to you as the market, you know, we always see that the inventory is picking up a little bit. Um, well, let's go back out to the real estate agents. Do you see the inventory picking up or is it a wait and see just because we're still into the, well, the kids just got back to school really last week or maybe this week.
3: Yeah, I, I see that it is kind of a still wait and see. Um, and, uh, and I think it is just because of you know, the holiday going right into the school year. We always see this in September, but then, you know, by the end of the month, families are settling down and they're they're getting back into their home search. And uh, I think we are seeing a little bit more inventory on the market. It's sitting a little bit longer because I think these sellers still think that they're, you know, can get top dollar for their home. Uh, I've had sellers get full price offers and say, well, you know what? I think I want to wait and see if I get more. And it's like, (laughs) but you're already at the top end. Aren't you worried about an appraisal? Because I know I am, you know, and, um, and, you know, with respect to whether or not they're going to accept an FHA offer versus a VA, I think it's just the other agent doesn't have experience enough to know that you guys can close those, um, those type of loans in 30 days.
2: I think right. that goes back to the teamwork concept where everyone yeah. works together for the common good of the of your client, who's the home buyer and seller, because they're both your client, no matter on what side you're working, because ultimately it's a joint transaction. So you got to work together.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely
2: i think i think I've, I've been used trying to use this raise my hand thing on zoom
5: that harvey can't see but hey, <laughs> I, I, hey Patricia, you hit exactly why i wanted, wanted to talk was you hit the nail on the head with that was that you you got to be informed on, on what those offers entail i had to talk an agent off the ledge uh, last week because he was ready to give up on a client because their offer at five percent down wasn't getting accepted And I told him, his name's Jason. I said, Jason, you got to be the smarter man in the room here. Your client may have extra money, but you've got extra money out there for the the appraisal guarantee. So, of course, they can come up with 10% down if they don't have to worry about the appraisal guarantee. Same thing holds true with FHA. Some people just need to go FHA because they have the extra money for the appraisal guarantee. And we just have to take a breath. Teach these people on why FHA, VA are still very good loans and not very much different than conventional and uh, other loans because they can get done quickly. They can get done in house. We don't have to outsource. We don't have to. We're using the same appraisers, and we just make we're, we're structuring the deal to make this work for the client so that it gets done the quickest and easiest and best. So once you explain that to an agent, uh, a listing agent who is uh, apprehensive to you accept an FHA offer, I think it holds a lot of ground, especially, like you said, coming from the team.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the reason why I brought up this topic is because I was actually brought in on a little bit of a debate on Facebook from a REMAX Eclipse agent, you know, that was saying, you know, are FHA VA loans really that hard to get pushed through? Or is it just sometimes the listing agents aren't properly you know educated on the terms and conditions of va and and fha loans and and that's why i wanted to hear from you guys because you're absolutely right sometimes it is just you know uh them having a phone call with us and be like look like i don't need 47 years for an fha transaction because the end end of the day money's money and if this is a turnkey house And the buyer has a little bit more wiggle room to make up an appraisal gap. If like you're saying, your client is trying to shoot for the moon because they think they're going to get a little bit more money and they're not wanting to heed your advice. You know, that's when someone like, you know, Lisa is available for those conversations with that listing agent to reassure everyone that look. This is a strong buyer. They can do anything they want. This just is the better vehicle for them to cross the finish line and we will get there no problem, you know, and that's where, you know, just, you know, having those lenders and those team professionals that are available at nine o'clock at night, like I know Lisa is, I'm always hitting her up um, (laughs) and Harvey and John, likewise, and as well as you are, you know how it is. We can't. It doesn't sleep. We have to be available because if you're not answering the phone, someone else will. And maybe the other person answering the phone is not going to have the best advice for your client. So that's why we're always available to make sure that we're speaking the truth on these kind of things, because I'm all about stop the VA and FHA
0: hate. Right yes, now. absolutely. It's, and it's
1: nice to see that it's turning around a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah. Stop the hate on any transaction. But yeah. Money is money. Right? Ultimately. We're always working for the buyers and the sellers. And, you know, Patricia, I sort of heard it from you. And, and I think that the, ex, uh, the experienced agents always say this. You're constantly educating the sellers. As you mentioned before, you're, you come to the agreement of what they want for the house. You're even over above that price. And they still have some, some hold back and some hesitation on moving forward. At mm-hmm. this point, I've told a lot of families, go ahead and maybe get that offer accepted. But just allow yourself an additional two or three weeks Contingent upon you finding that next house, and I think that's that education that we're really—that's a whole new marketplace where we're telling people, hold on there, you know, just hold on a minute before we uh, we we uh, sign the final agreement on the sale of the home. Um, just give us two weeks to find another house and see what's out there. A uh, lot of re- times, the reverse contingency, like we always talk about. Sorry, Patricia, go ahead.
3: Um, I think it's exactly what you're saying. I always. Tell them, you know, you can write in your listing agreement that the sale or the closing of this house is contingent on you finding a home so that you have a place to go. And I think a lot of the buyers and the buyer's agents understand that that's going on. And, you know, they make everybody aware that, you know, we're working diligently to find a home for, you know, the seller. So it may take us an extra two weeks or so to get this closed. We'll accept your offer, but you're gonna to have to give us a couple more weeks to close.
2: It all goes back to communication. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is critical.
1: All Plus, of you it. never know. I mean, that backup cat that cash offer, like I had a gentleman, he had to sell his house in order to purchase another one. He didn't want to list his house just like everyone else. He didn't want to list his house before he found a house because he didn't want to be homeless. And everyone knew that this was going to be a working you know, side by side transaction, well, he listed his house on a Friday, he got a cash offer, and it all worked out. I mean, so there still is a lot of cash being thrown around, I feel like on these, on these houses, more so than we've ever seen. Um, I feel like some people, though, are starting to now utilize um, financing because they're wanting to take advantage of the lower rates, but um, the cash still definitely is being thrown around um, regularly, just maybe not as much as it was in the beginning part of the year.
0: Yeah. Uh, go ahead Ed Ed and patricia i'll take it back to you just in regards to purchasing and selling and what's going on in the inventory right now you have any uh, exciting listings coming up on the marketplace we know that it's been gangbusters obviously in macomb where your office is but you work the whole tri-county area are there any new projects or new listings or something you guys have coming up that you think is going to really be exciting you're coming on the radio show saturday uh tell us what you might have coming up for the show
2: well we have a potential listing and it's a pretty high-end listing a luxury listing that we're that we're working on we've kind of teased it as a be on the lookout for it's soon to be coming soon we hope to have that as a coming soon listing
0: yeah kind of square footage on a house like that what do you have
2: that one is about four thousand square foot Mm
3: -hmm. okay the luxury almost an acre of land with an in-ground pool
0: now, that's going to that, go quick, but talk about pools real quick here. Some of the amenities that your, your customers are looking for, you know, we always knew that sometimes pools scared away half the buyers. Nowadays, it's quite the opposite. Do you find that to be true even in, in your sales over the last uh, year or two? Pools are a Hakamani and people want them.
2: Absolutely, yeah. especially with, with what we just went through with the pandemic and people realizing that if they have a pool and they have a, an oasis in their backyard, they can stay home and enjoy themselves, a staycation. If you will, so especially now with the the people working more from home, so they 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 want something that's comfortable for them. So a pool, a hot tub, any of those amenities are now sought after. Whereas, like you said before, Harvey, that was something that people definitely put an X on and they didn't want to pursue that. It's different now.
0: Yeah, definitely. But yeah. well, they were on ones. Go ahead. Anyone yeah. else? Our, um,
3: our seasons you know, have changed. So, you know, people with heaters in their pools, mm-hmm. um, I can remember the pool season in Michigan was like three months, June through August, you know, now you can swim into your heated pool well into, you know, the beginning of October and you can open it as early as, you know, late April. Yeah. So that swim time is a little bit more, advantageous for somebody to, you know, want to have a pool and be able to take care of it and enjoy it.
0: John, you're a late guy, part of the uh, polar bear club of Michigan and up north. (laughs) guy. I'll give you the final, we'll we'll do a little round table here. Let John do the final thoughts on the podcast, John, go ahead.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, making sure that you are sticking with your team and doing what you need to do to make yourself happy about where you're living and your, uh, your home life. So make sure that you get with everyone. Sometimes it might not be the best idea to sell if you love your neighborhood and love your neighbors in the school district. And maybe you talk to somebody about, you know, fixing the house up the way that you want it. I mean, getting with your team and even though you're not going to sell, you might reach out to someone like Ed and Patricia to ask them their opinion on doing that because you might want to throw a bunch of money into your house, but it might not ever pay out for you. So you got to just talk to the people that know. Uh, talk to, talk to us about what options you may have based upon credit, based upon what you owe versus what it's worth and, you know, get, get with everybody to figure out how we can best improve your life, because that's, what's most important that everyone stays happy and healthy and safe. And, and we make sure that we move forward, uh, with a smile on our face.
0: Uh, Becky, Ellie, go ahead.
1: Um, I actually just want to talk about real quick that I think it's cool that the Michigan market has evolved so much over the years. Um, just like you're talking about pools, how it used to be like three months and that was it. It used to be after school started, the home buying season was starting to stop and it is not, it's no longer like that in Michigan. I mean, you are seeing homes sell, fly up the market, even with snow on the ground, right? It it really isn't stopping. I mean, and people are, you know, buying in all months of the year, whether it's that lakefront property or their dream property, I mean, whatever it is, you know, it, it is nice to see that you know in Michigan there really is no off season anymore it really has just been non stop 365 for the last several years and um it's refreshing because Michigan has everything i mean it has the lakefront properties it has you know you could be in the city and on a lake or you could drive 4 hours and be in the country i mean it literally has every single thing that you would want in a state and i'm very happy to live here um and be a part of it and just see that you know as you know, from the lending industry to real estate, that there really is just, it's never a bad time to buy anymore. It really
0: isn't. All right. Let's go to Lisa and then we'll let Pat and uh, Ed uh, wrap it up. Go ahead, Lisa.
4: Yeah. Just to reiterate, I agree with Becky hundred percent. It's never a bad time to buy. It really isn't. Whether you're looking for like a ski getaway in the winter as a second home or, you know, It used to be that people would say, if you moved in the winter, you get a better deal. And that might be the case, but I think the deal that you're getting, might not be quite as good as it was five years ago. I think that that year round season is, is really come to fruition, whether, whether or not the pandemic fueled some of that, you know, we don't know. There's so much more working from home now and everything else. It's just the way that it is. And so we've adapted, I think really well as a company. And I think, you know, it's good to see that everybody is um, out there and excited to find their dream home, you know, where they're going to be the majority of their time. I tell people all the time, you have to look at your home. Yes, it's an investment, but if this is where you're going to live and it's your primary residence, get what you want.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know and I mean, you're going to be spending your time there. This is where you're going to be possibly raising a family you know, spending all your time, possibly working. It's so important. You can't really look at it. Although it is a good investment as an investment, you got to get what you want since you're going to be there all the time. So I think those are some important factors people have to keep in mind.
0: Patricia, that go ahead. Final thoughts.
3: I always think it's a great idea for buyers to sit down with the agent before you start looking so that you can kind of get an idea. And I always tell my clients, they'll sit down and they'll tell me everything they want. And about 85 percent of them never buy what they said they wanted in that first meeting. So, you know, I always make sure to let them know, take notes, be open minded. You're going to see a lot of different homes And we're going to find the best one for you. And it's always best to, you know, have in your mind what you're looking for, but then be open when you're looking at the homes. Because I think you'll find something that is outside of your mind once you get in the homes and say, you know what, this is what's going to work for me and my family.
0: Uh, You guys are great. Uh, Let's wrap it up here. Ed and Patricia, you guys will be coming on the year with us. 7-1, the ticket here in Detroit. It's going to be on radio.com. You can check them out. Again, it's a live broadcast, the hardcore mortgage real estate business show. And we'll look forward to having you on Saturday morning. This Saturday, and it's football season. So, uh, Ed, make sure you bring a little bit of football knowledge with us. <laughs> uh, bring I'll, I'll pack that away with me also, Harvey. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. For everybody on the broadcast here in Capital Mortgage Funding, we're part of Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Again, NMLS 2289, Equal Housing Lender. We will see you Saturday on the Hardcore Mortgage Show. Thank you.
2: Thank you.